This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. I like the scripture that is a wonderful promise. It says, draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. Draw near to God, he'll draw near to you. The first move then is always mine. I don't wait till I feel God. I reach by faith for God. God is a God that without faith it's impossible to please him. Uh, we're, and he is a rewarder. Those that come to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. I'm a diligent seeker. I hope that you will be choose that for yourself. There's great reward uh, in that. We're on uh, the last and uh, final in a series of uh, I Love My Church. Um, I'm going to read scripture um, um, here. Actually, I'm just going to give it to you for your homework. Ephesians 2, 19 through 22, the message. Uh, Bible talks about that... Uh, it's very plain we're no longer wandering exiles. This kingdom of faith is now your home country. We're no longer strangers or outsiders. You belong here with as much right to the name Christian as anyone God is building a home. He's using us all, irrespective of how we got here in what he is building. He uses the apostles and prophets for the foundation. Now he's using you fitting you in brick by brick, stone by stone, with Christ Jesus as the cornerstone that holds all the parts together. We see it taking shape day after day, a holy temple built by God, all of us built into it, a temple in which God is quite at home. You know, the uh, theme of this particular, this last and ending series is about gathering together. So when we gather uh, I'm sure you've heard someone say, or perhaps you've said it for yourself, oh, I believe in God and Jesus, but I don't believe you have to be in a church to be a Christian. Certainly this year, probably more than uh, any other, uh, that would be a a question that must be answered by each and every one of us. It's an age-old question. Uh, We knew in going into this, especially as pastors, you know, that's not our first rodeo, so we've seen it. Uh, many, many times uh, before, uh, they're always, um, life is multiple choice, but typically there are only two roads. One leads closer to God, the other leads farther from God. And uh, we knew that there would be during this time uh, uh, where uh, where the um, those that had decided to follow Jesus would step up. Those that were not so sure about it would probably step back. There would be those that would uh, stay and never go away. There would be those that would uh, go away and never come back. And uh, this is true across the board. Uh, It has been a test of trust. Who and what our trust is in, uh, and each person must answer that uh, for themselves, for we realize this, that we must choose, we all do choose, God set before us life and death, the blessing and the curse, he said, now you choose, 
he put his thumb on the scale and said, now choose life. His preference is that we would choose his will and his way for our life. But nonetheless, he allows us to choose. However, you only get to choose for yourself. You cannot choose for other people. Now, your choices will have some influence and effect where other people are concerned. But make no mistake about it is that uh, we all choose for ourselves and only for ourselves. Well, um, you don't have to be in church to be a Christian. No more than you have to live with your family to be part of a family. You can be born into a family. Millions of kids that are born into families run away from home each year in the U.S., yet they're still part of their family. That does not negate the fact of being part of the family. Sometimes the home they run away from is the problem, and sad to say, sometimes churches are also uh, the problem. Remember, the church belongs to Jesus. We must make a choice um, you know, uh, to represent him accurately as best that we know how. I think he deserves that. The world deserves the witness of that. Amen. You know, I like what David said. He said, don't let what one of, one of his wonderful prayers in the Psalms, he said, God, don't let what's happening to me cause, cause your people it, to be a stumbling block and, and a, uh, uh, and to cause them to lose hope. <clears throat> because we want to be a witness, don't we, uh, of him. But, you know, the be a witness of Jesus is not just all glorious and victorious. He said if we're not willing to suffer with him. And, you know, they uh, there were people in Jesus' day that thought Jesus was the problem. And really, he was the solution. Are you listening? So if we're going to walk with him, we, uh, we're going to realize that we accept it all. Amen. Through it all. But, um, you know, the church being the problem, that's the exception. It's not the rule. That's not how God sees the church. I, uh, you know, sometimes we tend to look at this series, I Love My Church, as, as our love uh, for our church. But look at it also remember that uh, not that we first loved God but that God first loved us so really it's Jesus loved the church and you know especially for husbands the Bible says love your husbands love your wives as Jesus loved the church and gave himself for the church for uh, husbands are to give their uh, are to show this kind of love uh, in uh, the home for their wives. It is a deeply committed love. It is a love that took seriously till death do us part, up and down and all around. It is a love that's loyal no matter what. Are you hearing? It's not just words. It is a heart commitment. Well, let's look at what happens when we gather. First, we worship. Uh, we can worship on our own, but there's something tremendous that happens when we come together, when we Worship. The Bible in Revelation talks about the angels, the four and twenty elders, and uh, a sea of people that are, are that are hardly can be numbered. And together, all together, there is a tremendous worship uh, in heaven. And uh, we are to uh, the Bible says emulate here on their pray that the 
uh, kingdom of God come and his will be done here on the earth as it is in heaven, that we would actually worship in the uh, and, and prefer and prioritize the presence of God. Jesus said the Father looks for those, plural, who will worship him. We experience God. Uh, Jesus said that he would be present wherever uh, two or three are gathered together as his followers. I am there among them. God lives in each believer, but when we gather as a family of God, his presence is exponentially magnified. You bring uh, you bring uh, your worship, I bring my worship, and together we worship God and we begin to experience God through worship uh, together, much more so than we could individually. If you've ever, uh, you know, eaten a, a, you know, your little happy meal all by yourself, it's not the same as when you got a bucket of the chicken together around the table with all your friends and family. Praise the Lord. Uh, we encourage one another. There's strength when we uh, come as we worship together. When you come uh, together, um, this is important that you are noticed because you belong. And if you're not there, you're missing. And people take note of that. And people pray. People follow up on them, uh, on uh, on you. We join our gifts and talents and abilities together. Their only context for giving and serving is in the togetherness of the gathering together of the church. Has uh, has always a we, not just a me. Jesus died. Said I'm. He said I am the single kernel that must fall to the ground and be and die alone. But not so it will remain alone, but so it will multiply and increase. And when he appeared to Mary, he said this, I'm going to my father, but also your father. The Bible says that Jesus is the firstborn among many brethren, many sons and daughters. And of course, uh, we... Uh, work together to make a difference. It does make a statement, the togetherness. It does make a statement uh, when uh, we come together and we can do so much together uh, versus what we can do all by ourselves. Why do we gather? Those are the things that happen when we gather. But why would we gather? Because many uh, fall under this. Uh, for starters, God tells us so. It is an act of simple obedience. Now, the life of a disciple is a life that is disciplined to obedience to the faith. Whatever God's word says, that is what we do. Now, now that's up for grabs. Uh, in the world that we live in today, that is a, there's always this progression of thought, this progression. It's a, a moving target. Always the goalpost is moving. Now think about that. There are no absolutes, but this is an absolute truth. If the word of God says, not forsaking and neglecting to assemble together as believers, the Bible actually says, don't forsake that. It says, so much the more as you see the days approaching. I don't know whether you're awake to the times or whether you're aware of the uh, of the times, but Jesus is coming soon. And the Bible says, don't go, don't do church less, do church more. And it said the gathering together. Now here's the thing. I understand all of the, uh, you know, all of the, uh, um, 
excuses, all of the reasons, all of the various and the sundries, whys or why not, where this is concerned. But I found this to be true. In the uphill climb of the mountain of God, see, the only place I can coast is back down the hill. If I, if I begin to accept that I am a person who will always take the path of least resistance, Always the last resistance. Now, I'm going to tell you what now. At some point in time, you can see this even out in California. Are you hearing? Just close the door. Close your mouth. Close the Bible. See, the Bible says that when, when Daniel knew that they had passed a law that was against the law, for him to worship, for him to pray, for him to honor God. He opened the window and he prayed loud enough. And I believe prayed, prayed doubly loud so they would hear him. Knowing this, that he was willing to obey God rather than man. He was willing to, uh, listen, the only way that you overcome certain things is by the blood of the lamb and by the word of your testimony and by loving not your own life unto death but in obedience you consider your life, listen, not something to be held dearly to but to sacrifice ourselves, God. Well, we know the rest of the story, don't we? When you, when you hold on to God, God will uphold you. He's famous for shutting the mouths of the lion, changing laws, all this kind of stuff. Are you hearing? But you got to be willing to go through it. I fear uh, that many, that, that many, 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 many will compromise their own selves during these days that we're in right now. Doesn't take everybody, but it's going to take us somebody. Now, all the letters, let me say one more thing. Either the circumstances, you know, condition and change us, or we change and condition the circumstances in life. For the Bible says, be fruitful, multiply, increase, fill the earth, and have dominion. Man was made. To have dominion, not to be dominated by the world's systems. All the letters to the, in the New Testament are written to churches and to church leaders. All of the messages, uh, you know, even in the Old Testament, which is quoted highly in the New Testament as a point of uh, reference, were given for the people of God, not just a single person, but a, the people of God. See, if you take away the church, then much of the New Testament has no meaning or value. You know, together is where the greater thing, the the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. See, we were created for this. The will and the purpose of God for man is that we walk together in unity and work together in harmony for something greater than we are individually. Only in this setting can we find real fulfillment in life. Why should I gather? I'm never my best alone. God said that 
Uh, it is not good for man to be alone. Isolation never produces good in our lives. One of the common characteristics of those who commit atrocities are they aloneness. Isolation is the is the utmost form, besides the death penalty in our in in our criminal justice system. Isolation, are you listening? Is the harshest form of punishment. It's not good. To be alone. You become our own point of reference, so to speak. You need other folks sharpen us, even though sparks fly when iron sharpens iron. I mean, uh, stones have to be chipped away at and shaped to, foot, to fit together properly. And finally, spiritual growth happens best together. It, it, you really cannot grow properly in the context of we, when it's just me, myself, uh, and I want to read. Uh, I want to uh, read some scripture, quite a bit of scripture, uh, actually, um, today, because I trust the Holy Spirit, and we're gonna. Uh, you'll you'll see the pathway that we're gonna take, but I I just believe that the. Uh, this is my prayer. I believe that, that this is a prayer of uh, love that the Lord has for his uh, church. Um, in the book of Ephesians, the uh, first chapter, and I'm going to read just a little bit out of uh, here. It says, May God himself, and I just want you to listen. This is out of the uh, Passion Bible. May God himself, the heavenly Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, release grace over you and impart total well-being into your lives. Every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm has already been lavished upon us as a love gift from our wonderful heavenly Father, the Father of our Lord Jesus, all because he sees us wrapped up into Christ. This is why we celebrate him with all of our hearts, and he chose us to be his very own, joining us to himself, even before he laid the foundation of the universe. Because of his great love, he ordained us that we would be seen as holy in his eyes with an unstained innocence. For it was always in his perfect plan to adopt us as his delightful children through our union with Jesus, the anointed one, so that his tremendous love that cascades over us would glorify his grace for the same love he has for his beloved one, Jesus, he has for us also. And this unfolding plan brings him great pleasure. Since we are now joined to Christ, we have been given the treasures of redemption by his blood, the total cancellation of our sins, all because of the cascading riches of his grace. This superabundant grace is already powerfully working in us, releasing within us all forms of wisdom and practical understanding. And through the revelation of the anointed one, he unveiled his secret desires to us, the hidden mystery of his long-range plan, which he was delighted to implement from the very beginning of time. And because of God's unfailing purpose, this detailed plan will reign supreme through every period of time until the fulfillment of all the ages finally reach 
is its climax when God makes all things new in all of heaven and earth through Jesus Christ. Through every, because of God's unfailing purpose, this detailed plan will reign supreme through every period of time, including this one. Through our union with Christ, we too have been claimed by God as his own inheritance. Before we were even born, he gave us our destiny that we would fulfill the plan of God, who always accomplishes every purpose and plan in his heart. God's purpose was that we Jews, who were the first to long for the messianic hope, would be the first to believe in the anointed one and bring great praise and glory to God. And because of him, when you, who are not Jews, heard the revelation of truth, you believed in the wonderful news of salvation. Now we have been stamped with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit. He has given to us, he is given to us like an engagement ring is given to a bride as the first installment of what's coming. He is our hope promise of a future inheritance which seals us until we have all of redemption's promises and experience complete freedom, all for the supreme glory and honor of God. Now, I said all of this because verse 15 is the prayer that I want to pray over you today. It says, because of this, talk about a long-winded prayer. Paul preached a prayer, now he's going to pray the prayer. He said, because of everything that's just been said, everything that's been revealed, all of the truths that are the foundation for this prayer, he says, since I first heard about your strong faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and your tender love towards all his devoted ones, my heart is always full and overflowing with thanks to God for you as I constantly remember you in your prayers. Let me tell you, there's a good reason why you and I are to pray not only for those that love us, but are you listening, but for those who don't. And when you pray for people, your heart will overflow with love for them. Because you're praying to the one who loves them. I pray that the Father of glory, three times here he says, I pray. I want you to pay specific attention. He said, I pray that the Father of glory, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, would impart to you the riches of the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation, capital S, talk about the Holy Spirit, to know him through your deepening intimacy with him. I pray that the light of God will illuminate the eyes of your imagination, flooding you with light until you experience the full revelation of the hope of his calling, that is, the wealth of God's glorious inheritance that he finds in us, his holy ones. Notice that us and ones, there's a plurality there as well. One translation says that together with all the saints, that our eyes would be open to the inheritance that we have together with all the saints. There's a portion of your inheritance that will never be received on your own. It is only in the context of being together with all 
of the saints. I pray that you will. This is the third one. Verse 17, I pray. Verse 18, I pray that the light, I pray the Lord Jesus Christ impart spirit of wisdom revelation. Verse 19, finally, I pray that you will continually experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power made available to you through faith. Then your lives will be an advertisement of this immense power as it works through you. This is the mighty power that was released when God raised Christ from the dead and exalted him to the highest honor and supreme authority in the heavenly realm. And now he is exalted. All right. First he has been exalted in the heavenly realm. And now... He is exalted as first above every ruler, authority, government, and realm of power in existence. I think that about says it and settles it. He is gloriously enthroned over every name that is ever praised, not only in this age, but in the age that is coming. And he alone is the leader and source of everything needed in the church. God has put everything beneath the authority of Jesus Christ and has given him the highest rank above all others. And now we, his church, are his body on the earth and that which fills him who is being filled by it. May God bless the reading of his word to your hearing and may these prayer, this prayer surely will be answered in Jesus. And I want to read to you uh, now out of Isaiah the second uh, chapter, and then call your attention some things. The, the message Isaiah got regarding Jude and Jerusalem, there's a day coming when the mountain of God's house will be the mountain, solid, towering over all mountains. All nations will river toward it, people from all over set up for it. They'll say, come, let's climb God's mountain. Go. To the house of the God of Jacob. He'll show us the way he works so we can live the way we're made. Zion's the source of the revelation. And I want you to see here that God's talking about and answering the question why do we gather? Why do we come together? Zion is not. Uh, it is not uh, um, a, just a place. It is a people under the rule and reign of God, under the authority and the ability of God. Zion's the source of the revelation, but it, is, it centers around the house. Let's climb God's mountain, go to the house of God. Of Jacob. God's message comes from Jerusalem. He'll settle things fairly between nations. He'll make things right between many peoples. Oh, I'll tell you what now. Oh, this needs to happen in the church and outside of the church. There are some things that only God can settle and only God can make right. But it says that he will. And listen, he said he'll settle things fairly. He'll make things right. They'll turn their swords into shovels, their spears into hoes. What is uh, what, what he's talking about there is, see, all this fighting among yourselves, houses divided. Are you listening? He said, we need to, 
He said, he will turn the swords into harvest tools. Tools for the harvest. That's what they're meant for. The authority and ability, the giftings, the graces of God, the revelations that you have are not to prove your own point that you're right and somebody else is wrong. Listen, they are to be a witness for Jesus and it's for the harvest. He said, no more will nation fight against nation. They won't play war anymore. Come, family of Jacob, let's live in the light of God. Let me read it to you out of the Passion Bible. Now, when he's saying come, what is he saying? Come to the house. See, the house is the source. This is where, you, where we come to know God. We know his heart. Where we come to get... The light of God, the understanding and knowledge of God, wisdom from God. It's where the Holy Spirit. I will not be silenced. Hallelujah. Somebody don't want you to hear this. Uh, Seriously. Seriously. The church, Jesus said this. He goes, you are the light of the world. Well, we can't give folks light if we're not in the light as he is in the light. Amen. Here's uh, this out of same. It's the Passion, and it's the book of Isaiah. It's translated as singular uh, uh, book. I highly recommend. It's only a few dollars. Uh, it's wonderful. Uh, it's the only Old Testament book besides Psalm and Proverbs that has been translated over. So I'm going to read this to you and I'm going to reference some of the footnotes down here as well Isaiah second chapter this is out of the Passion Translation it says this is the word revealed to Isaiah son of Amos concerning Judah and Jerusalem in the last days the mountain of Yahweh's temple will be raised up as the head of the mountains towering over the hills. Now, here mountains always are used metaphorically in the Bible for kingdoms. Kingdoms and governments are like mountains and hills on the landscape of history. The mountain kingdom of God is in view here. It will be the chief of all mountains, the highest of all hills. Let me tell you, church, you know, uh, to some in the world, you are simply a voting block. Are you listening? But to God, you are the mountain. The towers, of, you are the influence above all influencers. Well, this is in keeping with the blessing, in keeping with the nature of God. 
in keeping with the totality of the word and the plan and the purpose of God throughout eternity. The secular world sees Christ's kingdom as irrelevant and powerless. Or if we're not living in the day where, you know, you, do you understand that we're living in the day that there would be those that tell you, you are not essential. <laughs> the liquor store is essential. The abortion clinic's essential. Walmart's essential. There's great uh, battles over the bars and gyms being essential. But the church is not essential. The secular world sees Christ's kingdom as irrelevant and powerless, but one day the kingdoms of the earth will be leveled and the kingdom and the king's mountain will be high and exalted with no rival. Jesus will sit enthroned. This prophetic outlook is the backdrop for all that we're about to read in going forward. It says a sparkling stream of every nation will flow to it. The sparkling means folks can be happy. Happy is the people whose God is, uh, is the Lord. Are you listening? We're, we're the happiest because we know this. God wins. God ultimately wins. Amen. Many peoples will come and say, everyone come. Let's go up higher to Yahweh's mountain for the, to the house of Jacob. God, then he can teach us his ways and we can walk. In his past. Now, I'm going to tell you, uh, in the days that we're in right now, uh, there are those that are stepping up, and it's time to come up higher. You're a spiritual person. This is a spiritual kingdom. Spiritual things dominate natural things, or do they? Because if we live only as natural men, we don't even know who we really are. We don't know how God has made us. We're not living how he made us. He made you... Are you listening? Recreated you in Christ Jesus. You were born again not to be the tail but to be the head. Not to be underneath but to be on top. Not to be last and least but to be first and foremost. That's who you are. And to live in anything less than true spirituality, anything less than that, listen, uh, is, you know... uh, is to give him less than he deserves. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, humility is absolutely admit the wrongness, admit the unrighteousness, admit the uncleanness. Are you listening? Repent, get forgiveness, but then realize that when he forgives and cleanses us, humility then is I am who he says I am. I will do what he has commanded me to do. I will honor him and what he did. He has been, because he brought him, was made so low, willingly did that. The Bible says he was exalted so high. Why? Why is Jesus exalted so high? So he can bring folks up with him. So he can get you out of the devil's reach and keep you from a devil's hell. And the same thing for us. The reason why you need to live the high life, why you need to have a higher standard, why you and I need to go up higher on the mountain of God is because you can be seen in better from the higher place. We can make him known better from the higher place. It's the reason why we need to own the media. 
It's the reason why we need to control the government. It's the reason why that good men and women need to get on school boards and need to get into the school system and be the teachers and be the principals and be the deans. That's the reason why we need to be in the financial thing and control thing. They ought to have our own bank and our own, our, our own financials. Are you listening to me? Well, that's not being humble. No, that's just being stupid. That's being ignorant of God's purpose and God's plan. Because when you get to heaven, he rules over all. Ain't no devil deal there. Ain't no little, uh, ain't no little folk there. Are you listening? Ain't no injustice there. The only way you're ever going to get justice, are you listening, is to control the justice system with the justice of God. Hallelujah. And I know, you know, look, some folks going to get mad. Some folks going to get uh, sad. Some folks going to get glad. You choose which one you're going to do. But the word is still the word. Well, that's just your opinion. Well, you know, sugar. You go to the Holy Ghost and find out whether or not it's just my opinion or if God's all up in it. Amen? Because this is a day you need to be led by the Spirit of God. On Tuesday, go vote. We're not telling you uh, what to, how to vote. Go be, pray, then obey. Be led by the Spirit of God. Amen? But realize that we sow a seed, and that will be our lot in life. That will be our harvest. Amen? The fields that we sow in, that's what we'll grow. Amen? Praise the Lord. That's fine. Zion will be the center of instruction. What's he saying? The mountain of God, the house of God, the people of God will be the center of instruction. Amen? We are to instruct government officials. We are to instruct the educational system. We are to instruct the finances. Are you listening? World finances, kingdom finance. Hallelujah. We are to be the... That's where instruction comes from. There's a whole history in the United States that people, that they have erased, they have completely eliminated that, that back, in the, uh, back in the real day, black and white preachers, before there were slaves, are you listening? Black and white preachers were the influencers of the day. Hallelujah. And a nation was born under God. But now if we don't want to know, we'll never know because it's hidden. It's been hidden from view. It'll be kept hidden until you dig around a little bit in it. Amen. The, the, the knowledge of God a lot of times is not on the surface. The real gold veins are underneath the ground. You've got to dig through a lot of dirt sometimes. A lot of rubble and stubble before you get to the, the truth of things. Amen. But the spirit of truth will lead and guide us into all the truth if we want to know the truth. If we don't, then we won't. It's just that simple. Now, what, what's the consequences of that? Without the r true knowledge of God, we're destroyed. We're taken advantage of. I said we're taken advantage of. Amen. He will judge. He will judge fairly between the nations and settle disputes among many peoples. They will beat the swords they used against each other into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Now let me tell you something around here. Now listen. 
oh, this church is going to be a kingdom church. Amen? Now, even in this church, you know, I'll tell you what now, the, the world's ways and the world's views and all this stuff have been pushed up to the forefront. That's okay. We'll just scoop it off of the top because in the, in, you know, at the end of the day, this church is going to be what Jesus wants it to look like. You know what he wants it to look like? Just like it looks right now. Amen? And where he looks at the heart and the new creation and the people that want the truth and the people that are willing to lay their lives down at the truth and for the truth, that God has the final say-so. And if anything or anyone is more important than that, then there's a place for you and it may not be here. Amen. That's hard to, you know, that's hard to say. might be hard to hear, but I'm going to tell you what now. Uh, I have made a commitment to Jesus. I have seen in the Word of God where it is His absolute determined purpose that we would be conformed to the image of His dear Son. That's it. Are you listening? That's it. That at the end of the day, this place needs to look like Jesus, full of a people that look like Jesus, that have the heart of God that are moved by the Spirit of God, that stand for the truth of God, that live in the light of God. That's it. Amen. Because he said he would build his church. I don't want to be in a church that a man is building. I don't want to be in a church that uh, a political man is building. The ethnic, racial man is building? Are you listening? A natural businessman is building? I, I don't want to be in the church. I want to be in the church that Jesus is building. Amen? I don't want to look like anybody uh, else. I don't, I don't want to look like this congregation wants me to look. I want to look like Jesus, the good shepherd, wants this shepherd to look like. I don't want to be talking to... Uh, uh, talking to... Uh, people that it's this way and, and, and that way and that, uh, you know, uh, that we all cater to, you know, what the world says, that this is the way the church should look and be and do. No. I want to be talking to a people that, that are just radical, fanatical, sold out to Jesus and you're contented and happy to be comfortable in the skin Jesus made you in. Are you listening? Hallelujah. And that skin is, listen, Jesus with skin on. See, because when you're a real Christian, all the outside stuff really doesn't matter. It's what's on the inside. The internals determine the externals. The spirituals conquer the naturals. Amen. Because a natural man only looks on the outside. That's all he's got. He's blown. He's blown to and fro and all that kind of stuff. See, but the spiritual... Uh, man makes a stand, and here we stand. Amen. Glory be to God. Now, so this is also our prayer. They will beat the swords they use against each other into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Amen. Going to be a lot of repenting going on around here. Going to be a lot of, I'm sorry, Lord, that I looked at my brother and my sister in that way. Going to be a lot of, Lord, I'm sorry for what I've made it. It should be what you want it to be. 
Hallelujah. Going to be a lot of your fasting and praying, see, is of no effect long as you're still pointing the finger at anybody. Put your mouth on authorities other than to pray for them. Don't put your mouth on your brothers and sisters to judge them. Don't do that. Because in doing that, you'll be judged. In doing that, God's able to make his servants stand. Amen? That's pride, and we'll fall. Hallelujah. Oh, it's grow-up time in the house of God. No nation will take up weapons against others, neither will they prepare for war anymore. Oh, house of Jacob, let's, let, you know, they're prefer, the, the nation, this nation is preparing for war <laughs> within itself. I'm not part of that. Amen. I have peace in my heart. If we're going to pray, just obey God, and God will take care of all the rest. I say God will take care of all the rest. Hallelujah. You know, after this shaking, there's going to come a stabilization. God's going to stabilize things after this. God is. Because we're looking. Now, you know, if you're looking to man, man's on shaky ground, honey. They always have been. They always will be. Let's look to God. The church should be looking to God as its source. Amen. Not man. I said not man. Not man. Now, participate in stuff, but our trust needs to be in God. Amen. O house of Jacob, come, let us walk in the wonderful light of Yahweh. Come, let's walk in the light of God. Amen. It's dark in the world. It's getting darker. The Bible says it promised that. It said evil men will grow worse and worse. It says this in Isaiah, the 60th chapter, which is... Pastor Sandy and I, and I we, that's our life in ministry. Years ago, God told us that, and it never did make sense until about now. You know, because there's a time for the revelation. There's a time for the unfolding of his grace. There's a time when David said, now I know why you took me from here and brought me, you took me from there and brought me to here. Why you made me the king. There was a time when it was revealed to him the, the, the greater purpose of God for his life. Well, here, you know, the greater purpose of God for the church is in the time of gross darkness that the church shines brighter, ever brighter than before. And let me tell you, if you'll put your little, this little light of mine with this little light of yours, that we have a greater light together than we do separate and apart. And I'm willing for this, realize that, you know, I'm going to give you uh, this because I need this from you. We all have blind spots. We all have areas that we don't see. We all have things that we need grace for the place that we're in where that is concerned. That's not hard to do. It's called mercy. (laughs) Amen. It's called this, God you know, I don't need to pray for a showing. Everything is showing, and everyone is showing. I need to pray for a seeing, and we prayed for that. God, show us. God, show us. Show each and every one of it. We ought to be concerned. You have uh, loved ones. You have friends. I'm probably talking to people right now uh, out there that uh, um, you may not, uh, you may not uh, see. You just can't see how all this is going to work out, how you're going to come through all of uh, this stuff. You have people that you're concerned of because they don't see it like you see it. Well, you know, pray for people, not against people. Pray for people. 
tenderly be devoted in love to one another. The Bible says that we, the world will look at our witness and see how we love one another. They'll see how much God loves everybody that way. They'll see the, the love that Jesus had has for the world by the way that we love one another. Amen. Now, you know, uh, when, when you're, you know, we got some boys coming over today. They're about this tall. And, uh, you know, uh, they shared the same uh, belly, same birthday. But I saw on a video the other day where one of them took a stick and whomped his brother over the head with it. Are you listening? Because he's immature. He doesn't know. You have to tell him, no, you love your brother. Don't beat your brother with a stick. The stick is not for your brother. Now use the stick on, you know, other things that might hurt you, but don't hurt one another. Amen? But you know, with a child, you have to repeat it and repeat it. How many of you have ever had the Lord repeat a few things? Forgive. Love. What would Jesus do? Do that. Don't, Jesse Duplantis preached and says, don't ever do what you're told not to do. <laughs> Are there some do nots in the Bible? Have you noticed religiously that, uh, that they say, well, religion's just a bunch of don't do's. Well, there's still some don't do's in the Bible. Amen. That if you do them, you don't, you're, 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 you don't want the consequences of those choices. So focus on the do's, and most of the time you don't have to worry about the don't do's. If you focus on what God says to do, you're so busy you'll forget about what you're not supposed to do. It's when you're idle. It's when you're not paying attention and doing what God tells you to do that you get over into the area where you're tempted to do what you shouldn't do. Amen? And the Bible says that we are to honor and glorify God. We're to be the church. We're to love the church as He loves the church. There needs to be that commitment. Husbands, love your wives as the as Jesus loved the church and gave himself for it. You know? You just take away husband and say, believer, love who God loves and what God loves, his church. Live love with that loyal love and give yourself for it like Jesus gave himself. Amen. There's no higher thing, no greater thing than the church of the living God. And that, and that is true as a big corporate universal thing. But I'm going to tell you something. That is true in this local expression. Because if you take away this local expression, if I give up on this church, if you give up on this church, amen? See, what if it was never here for you and you never could have heard what you've already heard, much less what you're about to hear? Then your lives would be different than they are right now. Your life would not be where it's at right now. And if you treat that as a light thing, I think that's a mistake. I don't think God treats that as a light thing. I, I, I believe that, that uh, there has been the fight of faith over this church from the very beginning. I know for the 14 years we've been here, it has been a fight of faith. It has, been to, it has been to be here, not just for the people that are here or were here, the people that come and go, but for the people that will come and are going to stay in the future. Because they deserve a right to hear the truth. 
Are you listening? You know, the story of a wonderful life, and then we'll close with this, the story of a wonderful life. It would be nice if we could just for a moment have our eyes opened up like that man and realize what if, the, what if there wasn't a passion church? What if there wasn't a, pa- a, a pastor's Bruce and Sandy? What if there wasn't a Kim and Teresa, a Ron and Kelly, a Day Day, a Gloria, a, you know, a, a you? I can't name all of you. Amen. <laughs> I would, you know what I'm saying. That what if there wasn't a you? What if it all never happened? Where, what would your life be like? It wouldn't be like it is right now. Because you are the summation of everything you have heard and have believed and have received of the Lord. Amen? And this affects everything else. This, the church, is the source of the revelation, is the source of the light. How many of you were without lights this week? How'd your life go without the lights? Weren't you glad when they got to the source that had short-circuited, are you listening, the power, so that you could get the power back on? Didn't the power make your life better? Weren't you glad, are you listening, to have a restoration of the power in your life? Because until you didn't have it, you didn't realize how much you needed it, how much you depended on it, how good it made your life. It's the same thing with the church. And listen, I'm I'm serious with this. At some point in time, you're going to have to stand up or fall down. You have to stand up for something or fall for everything that's coming down down the pike. Amen. And let me tell you this. God will stand back and set a scenario in front of you and he'll just wait to see what you choose. He'll wait to see what we choose. Well, I choose him and I choose the church. Because only the church is the source of the revelation. And boy, I tell you, in a dark world that's getting darker, I need to... I need to be walking in the light as he is in the light. Amen. It's hard to be afraid of the dark if you've got a, even just a flashlight. Just a match. You can find, the, you know, make yourself a little mini torch out of natural materials around and, you know, get out of that, get out into the pasture out of the woods. Light is helpful. In the dark. How many of you woke up that morning and had to stroll early, had to stroll through the dark? Trying to remember, where is the sofa? Where are my little feet going? I need to, I need to, where in the light, you didn't even have to think about it. But in the dark, it made it more difficult, didn't it? To even get from here to there in even a familiar type thing. Hallelujah. The church. Everybody say this when we say the church is the source of the revelation. Honey, you're going to need some light today. You're going you're gonna to need to uh, take some of this light with you. Amen. Uh, I guess in modern terms, this is where, you know, this is where you 
where you plug your cell phone in that you can use your own little flashlight to get it out through the rest of the week. And by goodness, even more so uh, now, we used to have Wednesday nights, now we only have Sunday. I mean, you need suck up all the power. You get 100% on Sunday. Get 100% on Sunday. Amen. I know some of you are wondering about, you know, your lifeline. No power, no cell phone, no life. No contact with the outside world. When I did get out and go around, there's no, there, there's no internet. I got sunshine, but I got no internet. My life is over. <laughs> Amen. I'm not disagreeing with you. Amen. No church. No 100%. You're running on what you used to know. But your battery will run low. Are you listening? And no light, no life of God. Then you're just in the dark and subject to everything else that's out there. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for our time together. Lord, we ask that these prayers and these things would become real uh, to us. We thank you for the help of the Holy Spirit. Lord, sort through what's just Bruce. Help your sheep to know the difference that even when the shepherd puts down the bale of hay, if there's sticks and uh, twigs, eat the hay, leave the sticks. Help us all to apply this to our life by the, with the light of your love, with the help of the Holy Spirit. Lord, I thank you as we, as we shift and we move into this new month, this being the first day of that month. There are a lot of things, a lot of things, Father. Just a lot of things. But your purpose, as the word said, stands throughout all time, no matter what the times. And Lord, we want to be found standing with you. We make a choice in the name of Jesus. Lord, we're going to stay in the circle of your light. We're going to stay in the church where there is a source of revelation for our lives, where there is light for our lives. And we thank you, Lord. Our trust is in you. God, I pray peace over your people. First of all, that there would be peace with you. If anyone under the sound of my voice does not know you, I pray that today they would choose to enter into a relationship with your son Jesus by faith. And that they would follow you, Lord. And that you would give them light in Jesus' name. That they would awake out of the sleep of death and separation. Dead in our sins and separated from you. And that they would rise to new life in Jesus' name. In this moment, in this time, breathing a simple little prayer. Jesus, come into my heart. Jesus, give me light. Jesus, help me to follow you. Amen. With that simple prayer, the Lord will for the rest of you. Listen, I declare the peace of God. You know, when you prayed and you've obeyed God, there's nothing like the confidence that comes with knowing this. Listen, I, I can't do everything, but I'm going to do what God tells me to do.
Amen. I'm going to I'm going to pray, and as best of my ability, I'm going to simply obey God. And obedience brings the blessing. The blessing is in the doing of whatever God tells you to do. And we're just going to trust the Holy Spirit where that's concerned. We absolutely have to. You ought to be glad that Sandy doesn't pass. Sandy doesn't send me down every day to stalk you. Well, it's six o'clock, and it's still not up. I don't even see a light on in the kitchen. I'm not knocking on the door. They might be eating coffee, might be drinking coffee. They might let the dogs out on me. See, you know, what you don't need a pastor that's that's all up in your everyday affairs, making sure, you know, you come out the door and say, Man, I'm glad I've been waiting out here since four o'clock. What time did you get up anyway? Don't you gotta be to work at such and so a time? And by the way, did you read your Bible today? Did you take time to pray? No? Well, get on back in there. I don't care if you're late to it. You don't want a pastor like that. Amen? But you know the Holy Ghost will set the alarm and you'll hit the snooze and then you'll wake up and the Holy Ghost, you should have got up early. Now you're under pressure. See now? See? You know? Oh, shama, 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 shama. Shaka high, shaka high, shama, shama. Amen? And the Holy Ghost, is that the best we can do? I mean, you know, I mean, I'm with you, you know. Amen. <laughs> I mean, you know, the Holy Ghost, I know, I know, under the gun, on the run again. Chama, 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 shoo. Amen. Shoo, 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 little fly. Good. <laughs> He'll work with whatever you get him to work with. But he's so much better at that than I am. Man, I just talk slow. You know I couldn't keep up with somebody... That with somebody that's on the run and under the gun as much as you are, dear God in heaven. You know, it just wouldn't work, would it? But see, we're going to all trust him, aren't we? Because he lives in you. He lives with you. He's leading and guiding and directing your steps every day. He's the one that will prompt you to pray, prompt you to, into the presence of God. He'll, he's the one that's, you know, with you at your work and in your car and... You know, in your, in, your, uh, in your secret places with God, in your private time, he's, he's with you. It's so much better just to trust the Spirit of God. Amen? Just pray and obey. What would happen if God could find a people that will simply pray and stay long enough to hear what he say? And when they hear what he say, just then purpose to obey that as best as they know how. To be led by the Spirit of God. That's the church that Jesus is building. That's the church that honors and glorifies God. That's the church that will be victorious and will be vict and will be glorious to God. Amen. And we have can have great peace uh, in our hearts when we know that we're a people that pray through till you have peace. Pray till you have peace. Amen. Obey till you, till you have peace. If you're not a tither, tithe. There's no amount of anything that's going to fix anything with that kind of a disobedience in your life. If you're not a churchgoer, go to church. There's no amount of, of any other kind of sacrifice that can negate that disobedience in your life. Amen. Are you listening? Whatever the Lord has told you to do, just simply do that. He's good with that. And we'll all be 
uh, we'll all be good with that. And trust me, you will be good with that. You'll have peace. When, when, there's, when there's rightness, peace follows. Righteousness, then peace, then joy. If you don't have peace, forget about joy. Amen? But if you don't have peace, something ain't right. Get it right. Amen? Some folks are very conflicted right now. This is a word from God. This is a, this is a word that I heard while we were worshiping. Some of you are very conflicted right now, see? And I'll tell you what the, confl- what the conflict is over. It's not outside stuff. The conflict is internal because there's something that is either competing or it is complementing and completing the will of God. The conflict is in the middle, waiting for your choice where that's concerned. Amen? Hallelujah. And my God, if someone is as thick and as dumb as a rock as I am can tell when Pastor Sandy's upset, don't upset the Holy Ghost. Can't you tell when God's not happy? We live to make Him happy. Amen? Hallelujah. Have you ever, some of you just, you know, had that, it's just a, a, a sense, something's not quite right. Something's not quite right. Amen? You know what we should do with that? Take it to prayer. Take it to prayer. And let God sort it out. And even if you don't have all the answers at that point in time, your heart will have peace. And then, you know, the rest of it will work out because you prayed it through. You've invited the invitation to the situation has been you've obeyed where that's concerned. Does that make sense to some of you? It's for some of you here today. Amen. God does not want you upset and fearsome and fretting and fussing and cussing, you know, with the rest of the world because that's what they're doing right now. This is the only time they cry out to God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. OMG. Oh, my God. Oh, Lord, my God. You're such an awesome wonder. And I consider all the worlds your hands have made. That's my, that's my, oh my God. Oh Lord my God. I just want to give you glory. Because I know you're going to work out everything according to your greater ways. Then sings my soul, my Savior, my God to thee. Come on, worship the Lord with me for just a moment. Amen. I love ending everything with worship. I don't know where we are or if we are on YouTube, but listen, pardon us for a minute. We're just going to worship God for a second. I'm not lost. I know exactly where I am. Amen. Hallelujah. And I'm not going to worry about all that. It'll be all right. Come on, stand up with me. Let's worship the Lord for a second. We got time. You got 
you got God's give you breath for today. Seems like that when you if you got breath, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Amen. Well, I'll tell you what, you're a long way towards being through when you get to praise. When you get to praise us. Sometimes, you know, you need to just run through the gates. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. And don't stop looking left or right, you know, and all that other kind of stuff in between because the crowds are in the outer court and one saying this and one saying that, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But just get into those, get through those courts of praise. Go right to the heart of God. Hallelujah. You got a praise song in there, Pastor Ron, could you? Why don't you? Was I? <laughs> I can't remember a lot of the words, but then sings my song. God to thee, how great thou art, how great thou art. Now you know I'm not a singer, but I can make a joyful noise. Soul, my soul cries out, oh God, you're the only God for me. How great thou art, how great thou art. Come on, let's cover every situation, every circumstance. Every question, every conflict in your life, let's cover it with the praise of God right now. How great thou art. God, we give you praise. Lord, we raise a praise today to you, knowing that you are God and God alone, God all by yourself. You promised us in your word that you would cause the nations to come into a place of peace, to stop playing the war games. Thank you, Lord, that you cause each and every one of us to trade in our swords for pruning forks and hoes and harvest harvest tools God God I thank you for opening up our eyes that we could see the lives of those that are around us that are in the world and they're without you and they have no hope men are a pitiful pitiful Lord replacement as a source of anything God 
Jesus, your kingdom come. And your will be done, Lord. It's not just an asking, but it's also an agreement and a declaring, God, your kingdom come. And your will be done in my life. Put your heart on, put your hand on your heart and say, Lord, come. Come, sweet spirit of God. Bring kingdom. Fill me with the knowledge of the will of God and the way of God. Use me, God. Use me, God. It goes, Lord, 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 prepare me to be a sanctuary. Oh God, purify me. Let me be tried found true to you let me be a living come on Miss Kelly come on and sing sanctuary for every perspective God we we bring these things to you all that we have all that we are all we'll ever be God 
is from you. We acknowledge it's all from you. God, help us to be all for you. God, give us people for our lives. God, find us faithful. God, search our hearts. Uncover every hidden and secret place in our life and find us faithful. Find hearts that are set on you, God. God, don't let us stand beside, before you someday with nothing to show. With no one that would know you because We knew you. God, change us, rearrange us to whatever needs to be done. Open our eyes, oh God, that we can see you as you really are. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.